1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Little fight starting to develop between us and the Gbag Nation. We'll get to the audio at 820. Bobby is fist pumping for some reason on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. This, this is Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. Before we get to Charles Barkley uh, lighting up social media with his appearance with our guy, Stephen A. Smith, yesterday, couple of different NFL notes. Uh, we have Bryce Young's height, the Jets looking at Daniel Jones and Geno Smith, the cost of Derek Carr, the NFL looking to eliminate the Jalen Hurts play, Roughing the pass or fallout? Which one of those are you most interested in, RJ? Roughing the pass or fallout? Go ahead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, they need to make a change to the rule.
2: Because isn't the story they're not going to make a change.
4: So, yeah, yesterday Florio had written this over at Pro Football Talk that said Judy Batista from the NFL network had reported that the competi- competition committee looked at 80 roughing the passer plays and they found that only 3 of them were questionable. And that was it. it. Was just the term was questionable. It wasn't even like wrong or anything else. And so that then sounds like that's a 345 Park Avenue problem more than like an official's problem. That is league office that is that is determining what is roughing the passer because if they're saying these are being enforced correctly Okay, well, then it's your your definition that's the problem. The officials yeah. aren't the problem. They're calling it apparently the way the league wants, and the league needs to fix it.
3: Yeah. Look, I'm sorry, but like when you're a defensive player and you put your hand up to block a pass and, and it grazes the helmet of the quarterback, that's not rough of the passer. I get what they're trying to avoid, but this is where you got to have some common sense within the rule and be able to use review because to me, roughing means you were too rough. <laughs> Is that am I wrong in that? Right. All so right.
2: your problem with it is the graze to the face. Absolutely. Okay. The grace to the face. Not falling down correctly on him, not protecting the body weight. You're fine with all that stuff. Going low to the legs. It's just grazing the helmet. Hitting the helmet. Yeah, I mean, like because I, I was gonna fight you. I, I I wanted to see if you had a problem with the other aspects of it. And I was gonna defend the league no matter what. That is the that is the number one best rule in sports that protects us as fans in terms of watching the product. Yeah. I because the minute, the second there's a backup quarterback in the NFL, it's, all, the game off. it's over. Yeah.
3: Bye-bye. I mean, like, now, look, do I... Except for Cooper Rush, of course. When... Um, <laughs> the great Cooper Rush. You know, when a quarterback is, you know, he throws the pass, then he gets bumped into. And I don't mean, like, really bumped into. I mean, like, the guy graces him and he does a fake flop. That's been called, that's been called, too. Um, y- you know, like... I don't think it should be roughing – I think college did it this year where if you tackle him as he's simultaneously throwing the ball that's roughing the pass, we're like, no, it's not. Um, it, you know, So, like, some of these rules I just don't like, but mainly it's the grays to the helmet, and I get why they're doing it. I understand, but you've got to give the officials some leeway to use replay and make judgments. I –
4: I'm agree with you on the touching the helmet one. That one's stupid, but I'll say the other stupid one to me. And you may disagree here, Sean, the body weight roughing the passer is also stupid to me.
2: It's tough. The, hey, the, you ru- may like with the way you fall. Yeah.
4: The rule states the pass the defender quote must strive to fall to the side of the quarterback's body or to brace his fall with his arms to avoid landing on the quarterback with all or most of his body weight. That's, and unrealistic ask for guys who are hard charging trying to get the quarterback.
2: It's unrealistic, but it also kind of puts it in your mind you better be careful. And that's what we all want and need. We I mean, need we need them to be careful. I was watching the uh the Ravens thirty for thirty. Did you all end up watching that? It was awesome. Mm-mm. I think it was very good. Uh, I watch more football, clearly. Did they,
4: did they cover Ray Lewis at the Super Bowl? They did. Oh.
2: Nice, smart-ass attempt. You lost. I'm just asking. Uh, Sorry, Mr.
4: They, Baltimore. I didn't mean to offend your, your sensibilities
2: there. No, you just wanted to take a <laughs> shot at the documentary, and they did cover it, so oh, uh, eat it, own it. Uh, Tony Saragusa fell on Rich Gannon, and it was like this is in the AFC playoffs, and Rich Gannon out for this game. That was a body weight problem. <laughs> Goose was a huge yeah. dude. And it was unnecessary, and Phil Simms called him out on it. And, look, is it totally fair to defenders? No, but this is a rare instance where I'm going to say, too bad. It's better for us that it's not totally fair because every starting quarterback needs to be protected almost at all costs for the watchability and the entertainment yeah. of it. That's Look at the X F. Only Peyton watches the XFL, or whatever they're calling it in Arlington. Carter does, too. Carter does, too. Sorry, no one has cared. No one is going to care. You know why? Because of the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I might watch Johnny Manziel at his first comeback attempt. I'm not watching the fifth one. I don't care about Paxton Lynch. The minute that backup QB, if it's a Monday night, a Thursday night, it ruins the entire thing. Yeah. Sorry, defense. It has to happen. Yeah, now, like, I, I, I agree. I, It's unwatchable.
3: I got mad respect for A.J. McCarron playing in this just to make memories for his kids. Mad respect. That's awesome. That is awesome that he's doing that. He's not getting paid? I mean, he's getting paid an XFL salary, which is nothing. What is it? What is this? It's probably like what? Before I praise
2: AJ McCarron too much because he already has Catherine Webb, I'd like to know how, you know, The Rock saying, yeah, this is just AJ creating memories for his kids. Before we write this Hallmark card. The average player would be estimated
4: to earn about $60,000 from training camp through the end of the season.
3: He took a 98.5% pay cut. Because he couldn't play in the NFL anymore. No, so, he had signed a one
2: point two million dollar deal last year with the Falcons. Oh, so like he just because he wasn't gonna play, he wanted his kids to watch him actually get reps. That's what you're saying.
3: Yeah, so like he's so he's a backup in the NFL. Right. And he may still go back to the NFL in the fall. Like he may they may it may be allowed to do that. But he's making sixty grand with a salary of five thousand per week and one thousand dollar bonuses for each win.
2: So he could be an NFL backup. He, I, I guess I, he probably could. I bet you
3: could. Like you know, all like, right.
2: I stand corrected. That is cool. So like he's like, I wanted
3: you know my kids. I wanted to make memories so my kids see me play. Play. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like that's really really cool. Yeah. Because they're not going to see him play in the NFL. Like if he plays at the NFL, it's because somebody got hurt and they yep. can't prepare for that. Yeah. It's,
4: it's awesome. But then also like it's a, a calculated move on his part because then he gets the praise of the rock like going on Twitter and talking about A.J. McCarron, what a stand-up individual. These are the guys we're looking for. He wrote about him on Twitter. He said, take less money, sign with us over the NFL because he wanted his little boys to see him play. Now he's 2-0, led his team to back-to-back exciting wins. I'd say he's creating some memories for his boys. A.J.'s decision means a hell of a lot to me personally. So now, forever, he'll also be to his kids the guy that The Rock thought was yeah. so damn cool. I
2: don't think he did it to get The Rock's I praise. I think he did. I think you're <laughs> um, wrong. All right, try to put our hatred aside. Try. Uh-huh. Is us complaining and trying to get rid of the Jalen Hurts sneak uh, bitter, whiny, or legit? Is this a bad play that we just know is unstoppable, so we're being very petty about it? Or they need to address it, as was the report yesterday. They're taking a harder look.
3: Uh, Yes. It's a bitter, whiny Jealous, Um, jealous. jealousy, issue for us, but it's also something they probably, for a player safety standpoint, should get rid of. Player safety for the quarterback getting run into, for everybody. I mean, you know, you could run into the quarterback, step on the back of his foot, rip his Achilles. You know, whatever. But you know, you're also going to have guys pushing through. Somebody falls. Now everybody falls on top of that person. I mean, who knows what happens? I know it's football. From a player safety standpoint, it's probably not cool, and it's also kinda, it's kinda BS. Like if you can't beat me straight up by you know, creating a hole, you know, you, well, you got to bring in extra guys. We need help. Yeah. So it's not whiny and jealous then. Yes. It's partly whiny and jealous. That's also partly like that's kind of a BS play.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I agree. It probably is all that, but also I look at it and go those those scrums everybody gets in there and it's just like you know tug of war yeah and so to me i don't even know how much it like i think the bigger issue they why have a- to
2: make it to where you cannot run into the backup no one can make contact with the back of the quarterback it's simple
4: that's a simple rule. No roughing the quarterback unless you are it's your own running back. That's how the NFL views it.
2: No, you that's the problem. It is your own running back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
4: Right now, they're treating it like you can't hit the quarterback with all your body right. weight unless you're the running back trying to push him over. Yeah.
2: I get- so that's the rule. No offensive player is allowed to make contact with the back of the quarterback. Yeah. People are saying
3: it's a rugby play, yeah. uh, you know, mauling or whatever it is. It's, look, I get it. I understand. I understand why they do it. It is a smart play for them to do. Yeah, I think it's whiny and complainy on our part, but I also think that it it probably will lead to more injuries, and it's probably a little bit, it's probably a little bush league. Yeah. Let me ask this question: Mm -hmm. if
2: if if I'm uh, if I'm CD Lamb, CD Lamb catches a let's give me a Kellen Moore route. Kellen Moore, uh, CD catches a curl, a six yard pass. It's third and ten, and CD catches an eight yard curl route. Once he turns around to try to get the first down, right, and there's a defender there that has wrapped him up at the eight-yard mark, Mm -hmm. if Zeke Elliott runs from behind, this is like more out in the open, Mm -hmm. right, on the perimeter. Yeah. Zeke Elliott comes and shoves CD or grabs him from behind and pushes him forward. Would they throw a flag?
4: Currently? Or or if they change the rule? Currently. I don't know. I don't remember because you never see anybody do it.
2: Right. You never see anyone do it. So, like, I'm just but but I'm you, just, you
4: will see you will see Zeke running the ball and if there's a group of people you will see guys kind of collect and yeah. all start trying to push. So I mean you do get that. I'm just that. wondering if
2: it's a if it's a third and ten, it's a nine-yard route, and a wide receiver's being stood up and Zeke comes from behind and shoves him forward. Is that a flag or not? Here's here's mm.
4: my view on if they were to change
3: that and what would the flag be i i would i would think it's not but i would also say that it's different for non-quarterbacks maybe
4: if it would be a flag if it would be a flag i'm guessing they would call it unsportsmanlike conduct
2: you should yes you should you just shouldn't get that assistance uh, yeah because they, they,
3: they they've made it in other cases you can't jump over you can't use leverage to block a field goal uh or jump over the uh the center or whatever you can't light up in front of the long snapper you know over his head or, you know, in front of his body, so like there, there's rules they've made the front sports like conduct. I
4: yeah I so I look at it like this though: is it enough of an advantage or enough of it like an unfair play or whatever to have them pushing that? To then for if they make a rule about it next year, there's a quarterback sneak from Dak and some official has a certain angle and throws and says, "Well, it looked like Zeke was pushing him and he wasn't," and then we're sitting here all angry because the Cowboys turn over the ball on a fourth down or have to punt after they get a quarterback. Like I think that would enrage fans more than it does whenever somebody just picks it up. Like, at the end of the day, you still
2: got to block it. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line to hit us up here. On uh, Sean and RJ, New York Jets are looking outside of Derek Carr. You almost, I could read the uh, the steam coming off your email last night. <laughs> uh, and what are. is the Derek Carr cost as well? Well, the Derek Carr
3: cost is, I mean, they're talking upwards of $35-plus plus million a year. The Jets are looking beyond Carr and beyond Rodgers, apparently. Now there's also three other guys in the mix. Uh, I'm sorry. Four other guys in the mix. One, Geno Smith, a return. Mm. Two, Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, the Jets have... Uh, weaker arm John Elway? <laughs> uh, faster John Elway, weaker arm John Elway. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um Jimmy Garoppolo. And Daniel Jones? They got $40 million to spend? Uh,
2: I mean, Imagine I being a member to. of the Jets fan base and one of those things happens. Yeah. Just yeah. A ma- <laughs> Seriously. I, I, you want to talk about a kick in the balls? I, just imagine one of those things happens. Would that not be the greatest? I'd rather have Zach
3: Wilson. I would, too. I would absolutely rather have Zach Wilson to than... To try to see. Than Geno, Jones, oh Garoppolo, gosh. or Tannehill. Oh. That,
4: that would be the greatest argument in favor of, of choppy's belief that you never hire a defensive coach. You hire a defensive coach. See what he thinks he can
3: make work a quarterback. Yeah. It's also the, also the reason is, is that this is also why you can never allow a coach to have any personnel control <laughs> because co- coaches care about winning today. How do we know this is the coach, not the GM? Why are uh, you putting in on Robert solid? It, it may be the GM. It might be the GM. We don't, we don't know, but what like the point, like when, when, when a coach goes in there with a lot of control, the coach cares about winning today, not necessarily the long-term. The long-term smart play would be not to take Carr or Rodgers. It would be to draft the next guy. That would be the smart play, or stick with Zach Wilson. It would not be to find the next Indianapolis Colts has-been quarterback.
2: Two arguments coming up. Us versus Brian Broaddus G-Bag, and Charles Barkley, old school versus new school. Don't miss this next.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Charles Barkley starting a little bit of a fire uh, on NBA social media yesterday going on first take with Stephen A. Smith. One of the questions first was whether he believed if the Dallas Mavericks were a true contender.
5: Well, I don't think that experiment is going to work. Uh, They're going to win some games because they're going to have some great offensive nights. They're not going to be any good defensively. They're going to have some nights where they're making threes and Kyrie and Luka going to do their thing. But as far as being a serious contender, the Mavs are not a serious contender cause they just good offensively. But like I say, they're going to win some games uh because they're going to be really streaky on the offensive end, but are they a contender? No. They're not a contender at all.
2: None of us have a huge major problem with that, right?
3: No. I you know, no. look they they are a they're going to win games. They they are a contender to a point. Uh and then inevitably the defense will will let them down. Uh, or their late game inability to score points and get get a shot off. We'll let him down. Here's
2: Charles on load management. By the way, LeBron did have the foot pop against the Mavericks apparently on Sunday at the AAC because Shams reported yesterday he's out indefinitely. Multiple weeks. All the LA Laker hope and momentum gone. See you later. They're done. LeBron James hurt against the Mavericks. And he's going to miss multiple weeks, according to Shams. Here's Charles on the issue of load management. And this blew up.
5: It's a huge issue. And Adam, and I love Adam. He's a great so guy. I. He's a great commissioner. So do but I. I think what what happened is I think he kind of went overboard trying to take care of the players. He's like, well, you guys don't want to do back to backs. We're going to kill most of the back-to-back. Now they get like... A whole week for All Star games. So he's trying to do everything possible to get these guys rest. You know, Stephen A, I don't think fans get mad if you're making 30, 40, 50 million dollars if you play basketball every night. But you can't make 30, 40, 50 million dollars and then sit out games. I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans. Because, like I say, these fans are paying their hard earned money. And, like I say, Especially, you know what's gonna be crazy? In this next TV negotiating deal, we're gonna have guys making 70, 80 million dollars a year. And they're gonna be saying, wait a minute, you gonna make 70 million dollars and you can't play basketball three or four days a week with all the stuff. I mean, they fly private, they got the best medical stuff ever created. And I says, you can't disrespect the fans making 70, 80 million dollars and say, you know what? I can't play basketball four days a week. <laughs> I mean, listen, uh-uh. it ain't like we should work it in a steel mill, brother. I mean, if people work in a steel mill every day, I'm pretty sure they're tired, too. <laughs> yeah. But they go to work every day. Uh, so, yeah, I think load management is a big deal. I think Adam is going to have to say, yo, man, I don't know. And, and listen, and I don't know the right or wrong answer, Stephen A. Yeah, Because I heard Steve Curse say go down in games. Pretty 72. nice of him to take money out of all these players' pockets. Hey, know. Listen. When some of these lesser players who don't make all that money says, yeah, take, uh, take 12 of my game checks. They're going to be like, no, no, no. I want them 82 games back.
2: So that's Charles. And I think every fan absolutely loves, I think they love his statements and his opinions on it. And I know the owners always get a free pass, right? When we talk about labor crap, mm-hmm. um, I hope the owners hammer them in this negotiation. And this somehow, some way gets addressed and fixed. I hope the players get destroyed in the next CBA meeting, so that this can stop being as big of a problem. I don't know the solution. You, you know, like, yeah, what are you gonna do? If the guys. Demar Rosen says Demar DeRozan says you got to play, uh, you know, all eighty-two or seventy-eight games to win MVP. I don't think that stops it. Uh, no, because no, you got three or five guys. Sorry, yeah, you got like three or five guys in the true race. Kawhi Leonard don't give a crap about that.
3: No, uh, you've got like okay, so. You know, the NBA is talking about potentially. After
2: the Joker wins three straight MVPs. Like, does that really influence him and push him to get out there like that? I mean, unless he wants to set a record. Well, yeah. You know,
3: uh, but like. But let's you know like, what I'm saying. Yeah, but let's say, for example, you know, the NBA is talking about maybe. Um, putting. A, you, you have to play a number of games to win an award. They're considering. There was, there was talk about they're throwing that around. Let's just say it's 72 games. Listen, you know, you could deal with. You can deal with guys sitting out 10, you know, 5 to 10 games a year. It's so when they sit out 20 to 25 games I think most people have a problem with it. Like if 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 Luca played in an 82 game season, if he played 74 games, yeah. I don't I don't consider that to be no. an egregious amount of sitting out. If he played 70, I'm like, "Okay, fine. You right. know, you're banged up a couple of them, you got a back-to-back, on a yeah. bad travel night, you slept wrong in your bed, ba- whatever." Uh, baseball players over the course of 162 games I mean, these guys are gonna get a day off a week. Uh you know, some now, now now some guys, like you know, last year, like Aaron Judge was was chasing 62. He played damn near every game. I don't think he had a day off of the final two and a half months of the season. Uh the,
2: the problem you're is, chasing a record. The problem is you can't judge injury. That's no, the, that's you the, can't. that's that's the impossible issue here to address. Like, you know, Clay Thompson, I believe, wants to play. They're not gonna play Clay on back to backs because he's still recovering from the injury. The moment It's like in the NFL, the fact that I think it was the Bengals who got punished for, you know, when guys have fake cramps to slow down the game. I think it was Cincinnati and the NFL like fine them. I was like, whoa, that to me was a big moment because you are telling us that a player is faking an injury and that's just been a big no-no in all of sports to judge. The moment, the moment Tracy McGrady
3: had microfracture surgery, he was never going to play 82 games again. Yep. The moment, yep. the moment that happened, uh, that that is a that is a killer. Um, it, it just is. It's a killer for your career. But you know, we we have had advancements in in, in surgeries with knees and such, and ankles and all that stuff. You, you, do you, you believe, do
2: Steph, that it's more the organization than the players?
3: I think partly. Um, look, there is no doubt that in baseball organizations um, handle pitchers differently today than they ever did. There's no doubt about that. And they're, they're not wrong for that. Um in the NBA, yeah, I mean I think a lot of times organizations will be like, "Okay, you played a home game on Tuesday, uh you're playing in in Oakland tomorrow." Sit out. Sit out one of the two.
2: Yeah,
4: I think it's I think it's both. Like I mean, I think some players are are absolutely going to you know, they're not going to put up a fight if it's like, oh, yeah, get some rest. All right, sure. I'll, I'll take a night off. I'll rest. This is a long grind. It's 82 games. What's one? What's two? You know, what's a game here or there? What does that matter to me? But I think it's more teams trying to preserve talent. Like, I mean, this whole thing started really with Pop. Yeah. And Pop trying to preserve Duncan and Ginobili and those guys for playoff runs when they were getting older. And now it's just become commonplace. I mean, the... I, I know I've referenced this before, but the, it's wild if you go back and look, and they were not a good basketball team at the time, but you go back and look at the late 90s, the the amount Michael Finley was playing was absurd. Finley was their Iron Man there for a while. From 97-98 season through the 2000-2001 season, he played in every game, and he averaged 42 minutes a night. Whew.
2: Wow. <laughs> and the, you you will
4: never see that again. Y'all that, that, le- that's one of the things you'll never see again is guys playing, like, going out there and averaging 40 minutes a night.
2: Y'all, let us know if you have a solution on the uh, truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Here's where I think the fight happens on the show because it's an old school, new school argument right now on social media after Barkley was asked on ESPN, does Kevin Durant have to win a ring without the Warriors?
5: This is the problem. Kevin, Kevin gets mad at me when I point this out. If you go back and look at LeBron, who I really admire and respect, he said this. I did not say this. He says, I had to win a championship without Dwayne to get old heads respect. Kevin, uh, Kobe Bryant said this too. He says, I have to win a championship without Shaq to get these old heads off my back. I, I hold Kevin Durant to the same criteria. Mm. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the fan says. I'm talking about old guys like myself who went through the trenches. Kevin Durant going to have to before. Like, hey, he's all time great. But when it comes to being mentioned with some of these other guys, he going to have to win a championship where he's the leader of the team and he's the best player. 4-0-12. He can't join a 70 some win team and then win a couple championship, championships. But Everywhere else he's been, he hasn't been successful. That's 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 the standard I hold him to. If he wanna be on a level with LeBron and Kobe and those guys, he's gonna have to be the best player as a leader because the stress, the, the stress that goes with being the leader of a team is is it's is really it's a big deal, Stephen A. We're not role players, they don't have to play good. They don't get no blame. But when you're a great player, people don't say, listen, I love said Sabalos, one of my favorite people. Nobody ever says said Sabalos didn't win the championship.
2: So there's Charles setting off old school, new school. Why you got to be a hater, old man? Let these new guys be. Uh, It's the way of the league. It's the way it is. I 100 million percent agree with everything that he just said. We are, Bobby. I don't think we've uh, told you this. We are the legacy definers. We tell the way the legacies are going to be judged throughout history and the way that you're going to be talked about, just so you know that. That's that's good to know.
4: Uh, <laughs> I come down on this one as, first off, I always think it's, I, I was wonder if he clearly doesn't seem to be, but I wonder if Chuck has any sort of uncomfortable nature talking about how somebody won their title when he didn't.
3: Like, no, like in, no, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I, it doesn't. But it I mean, doesn't matter it, that Romo never played in the Super Bowl. He could still criticize people. But in just
4: the Super to Bowl. Le, just to lecture somebody for the way they got their title when you didn't get there. I think that's a very different conversation. Sure. Um, but the the term I always use for it with Kevin Durant, and it's the same one I used for LeBron when he went to Miami. It's they took a legacy shortcut. Does it invalidate the title? No. But it's a it's a little bit of a, a I don't even want to say cheap, but it's a little bit of a a softer way they just they took the detour and they they went the oh there's a shortcut back here i can go back here like that's what they both did i agree in the sense that once lebron went back to cleveland i had a lot more respect for that title than i did the miami titles even
2: though he won it with kevin love
3: and kyrie irving yeah (laughs) right Famers. i know (laughs) right listen um first of all he's wrong kevin durant was the best player on that warriors team and he he was the leader of that warriors team uh so he was the best player did he say that Steph was the best he said he needs to win one where he's the best player and the leader. I don't. I don't think he was the leader. I do think he was the best player. Agreed. Well, the other thing is, you know, it doesn't. Also, doesn't matter for Katie. Katie's never going to be mentioned on the same level as Kobe and Michael and Shaq and LeBron anyway.
2: He's not on their level. He could be mentioned if he won titles in our right way. If he wins a title this year with Phoenix and then wins one next
3: year, he to me. He's never going to be as good as he because he's not. I don't believe he's as good as those guys. Okay. so like those guys are the best of the best of the best. Kevin Durant is is a great player. There's no doubt he's an all time great player. But, you know, he's not on that level to me. Um, You know, he he is. I'm I'm trying to think of of how I would describe him from a quarterback standpoint, like like a. Is he Brett Favre? Brett Favre is an all-time great, but he's but he's not Brady. He's not Manning.
2: Right. That's interesting. Uh, Charles is just right. And, you know, again, it's – well, right is subjective. Uh, some people don't care that – some people – I heard Jalen Rose or someone the other day say he never should have left Golden State. Yes, he absolutely had to. He had to leave Golden State like Kobe had to win one without Shaq. It elevates your legacy. It gives you another step. And people on Twitter saying, if Durant needs to win a title without Steph, you know, if Braun needed to win a title without Wade, then Jordan needs to win a title without Pippen. Like, also, you turn this into supporting cast arguments and everything like that. Michael didn't go seek it out. He didn't go to multiple stops, like, in Brooklyn. He went to Golden State. That worked. And then he went to Brooklyn. Charles did get dealt to Phoenix, but he didn't. He didn't demand and force his way out. He was unhappy in Philadelphia, but he didn't say, "I'm not showing up." There is a there is a difference. And Kevin Durant, part of his legacy right now, will be he could not he, he, it, total all time failure of an experiment in Brooklyn, all time bust, blow up, and he couldn't win unless he had maybe the greatest surrounding talent in the history of the league on his roster. That's just the way I look at it. I think Charles is absolutely right. Uh, How is the NFL world looking at Dak Prescott, the whole elite tap 10 conversation now? Where is Dak on all the lists? Bobby has it and below the belt next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
4: Don't make me take off my belt. Howdy, gentlemen. Howdy. The uh the twenty twenty-two NFL season has obviously ended and now the the fog and the emotions have cleared. And so we're starting to get a, a sense of where analysts are putting Dak Prescott in in the top tier of quarterbacks conversation. Now Steven
2: Jones said they need to figure out a way to extend yesterday to Todd Archer.
4: Exactly and when you look at when you look at where Dak was at the beginning of last year, I think generally people had him between 7 and 10 probably is fair. Um, I, I think he was roughly around there. Did he did he fall any further for some people? We'll start here with CBS Sports this is uh, our our buddy, Chop Cody Benjamin.
3: Oh yeah, the uh, he had the uh, the terrible. Oh my gosh. So Sean, list. when you why were... are we referencing his list then?
4: Be- well, because... no, because this was just this particular list was nuts. He had the twelve playoff losers who didn't go to the Super Bowl and ranking their chances of making the Super Bowl in twenty twenty three. Out of the twelve, he had the Cowboys eleventh. So, he has what I think is a pretty pretty good list here it's a it's the top 82 passers of 2022 so anybody who threw a pass he ranked them so huh. if you're curious at all the the very lowest one he had was kyle trask from the buccaneers oh, man, at number 82 boy. poor kyle it was
2: bruce arian's next starter i thought
4: yeah here's the uh the top 10 for cody benjamin he has the franchise elite tier and he has six quarterbacks in there number one patrick mahomes Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three. Wait, he
2: has Jalen Hurts as the second best quarterback in football?
4: As of Based off of how they played last year. It's basically okay. ranking how guys played last I'll year. Buy that. No, you Her- can't buy that. Hurts two, Burrow three, Allen four, <laughs> Trevor
3: Lawrence five. I have a problem with that one. Justin Herbert six. Okay, I have a problem with Lawrence. Lawrence did not have a great first half of the year. I have no problem with the other one. I mean, look, Hurts had a better year than Burrow and Allen. He just did. Uh, he did not have a better year than Mahomes. Um, but I I can't put Trevor Lawrence there. Trevor Lawrence's start to the season was not that great. I think his QBR was in the 50s for the whole year. Uh,
2: here, here, I have a problem putting him there. Here's the way I judge it. Like, What's the criteria for this list? This is based off. Are we of how recapping they, the year? Or are we saying who's who's who going forward?
4: It's essentially a ranking of the quarterbacks after this season, with heavy okay. emphasis on how they
2: played. You can find whatever you want to give me your Geno Smith and your one year for Hurts. Mm-hmm. Jo- uh, if anyone takes Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen moving forward, you're a moron. You you gift your football card revoked. Period. End of story. Done. I'm gonna get you to turn. I'm gonna get you to turn. Turn on Hurts. Yes. Oh. Next. No, I'm just saying, like, fantastic year. I think I'd barely take him over Dak. Don't tell me don't tell me you're taking Jalen Hurts over Josh freaking Allen. Josh no, Allen, yeah. in my opinion, is, is special. Oh, yeah. Last year he was better.
3: Uh, that's not, really, not going I'm not gonna yeah, fight you. Yeah, but and, and and that's and that's that's how I would rank him, how they did last year, if I was doing this list the same way. But yeah, I mean, like if you were gonna rank the quarterback, who's the best quarterback in the league, Allen's higher than 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 Hurts. Struggling on the base that he's done it longer.
2: It's easy to do a recap year. I don't yeah. care about those lists. Like, tell me, put your put your stones on it. Like, not you, but this, who's going to be who moving forward?
4: Right. Well, and that's why he ranks the next group as overachievers.
2: Okay, so who was in that group, just to recap?
4: On the top-tier franchise, it was Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. By the way, Trevor Lawrence had a lower QBR than Marcus Mariota.
2: I would not take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert. That's just me.
4: The next group in is overachievers, so guys who played really, really high above their head, and now you have questions about whether they can continue it into next season. And he has five names there: Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy.
2: I would have Purdy above. All fair. I mean, a that's lot a, of those. Again, that's a sellout category thing. But easy, easy. Like if they played over their head. Can it continue? Now
4: here is the definition of. Scattershot Playmakers. What does that mean? They're not quite overachievers. In fact, most of them probably could be labeled straight-up franchise talent, but they had both incredible highs and lows in 2022. So this is where we get at the very top of the list, Dak Prescott. That's number 12. It's a fair spot. He's, I mean, I
3: don't think he's the 12th best quarterback in the league, but it's a fair spot. Now It's a fair category. Here's where
4: you're going to have problems, though, is who's immediately behind him and then who's immediately behind him
3: cousins
4: no no oh, we already had Kirk, justin right? fields is 13 oh ahead of tua tungo vailoa and lamar jackson
0: whoa
1: wow
3: yeah i mean the lamar thing i get it because there was i mean what did he miss eight games something like uh, that seven yeah. games and then two this time and i don't know if he could do it again i mean i have no idea if tua could ever play again justin if any f- let me let me
1: let
2: me say my First mm-hmm. statement, again, with different names. If anybody takes Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson, you're a football moron. Do yeah. not sit there and make that case and make that argument to me. Shut up. Stop writing. Don't hit send when it comes to that article being published. That's ridiculous. Well, let's now jump over oh, what to... Who else did he say? Her, uh, Fields over? Tua. And I have Fields save my fantasy Tua, season. Tua and Lamar. I mean, you can't have... I mean, I don't think you can have him over Tua.
3: Oh, there was a time in the league where Tua was was in the top three in the like MVP game. Justin candidates. Fields
2: can't throw the football. He's going to have to make a Jalen Hurts type change and jump in order to change the narrative on him. There's a reason the Chicago Bears are talking about trading him.
4: He was a really good passer coming out of Ohio State too. I, I think he just I think yeah. he needs to to put it together. Jump over now to the thirty third team, where Matt Castle listed as Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> A little generously. I was there for that season. Pro Kansas Bowl quarterback. City. Uh these are his way too early NFL quarterback rankings for 2023. So these are his rankings as these are the best quarterbacks heading into next season. Okay. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. MVP check, Super Bowl MVP check. No argument. Number two, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. So Ooh,
2: 19 free agents. Mm. 45 million dollars. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. League adjusting maybe to the running scheme. I don't even know if it's possible to adjust. Uh, You know, people have been trying to adjust to Lamar for years. Okay. Jalen Hurts, second best quarterback in the NFL. Number
4: three, Joe Burrow. Number four, Josh Allen. Number five, Justin Herbert. A lot of people probably have that as their top five right now, even though I don't think Hurts belongs in there. That's
2: That's my top five in no particular order, but I drew a big fat line after that. Number six. Lamar Jackson. Lamar is the most... He's There's the, a lot of questions hey, I right mean, now. he's the one you have no you, idea. You he's lo- the most unpredictable placement
3: on any of these lists. You either love him or you hate him. And if you hate him, uh, you, just, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Number seven, Trevor Lawrence. Again, I'm, I look, uh, Trevor Lawrence has got un- all-world unbelievable talent. Like, all-world. And his, he, he grossly improved in the second half of the season. I, I just, you know, I, I love him. I think he's better than a lot of these guys that, that they have ahead of him but or at least will be
2: in the future but i just can't put in there yeah do you think like so uh one season to determine your life would you with the cowboys roster trevor lawrence or dak prescott like wins more games and puts up more numbers or you bet on getting further like one year is a serious question it is trevor lawrence Oh, okay. Uh, his upside's so much higher than that. I just, but like I today today I just, today, no, today I just I, said yeah. one year. I'm talking oh. about who's the better quarterback today? Better quarterback today uh, is it definitely? See, we're, we're the, a lot of this is Jacksonville hype. A lot of this is Jacksonville hype combined. Sorry, Bassett, to your card collection. This is Jacksonville hype combined with Trevor, um, what you, the chosen one, uh, anointing, anointing. It's Trevor anointing. This is what we're all supposed to believe. We're pressured into. Him being Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, and then the Jacksonville fun story. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can definitely say Trevor Lawrence is like better right now today than Dak Prescott without hesitation. Would you say it?
4: No, I not know, not I don't yet. know what you're gonna say. No, I mean I don't think you can say it. he's right. Is the upside better? Yes, the upside's better for Trevor Lawrence than a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. That he's
3: not better than right now. Yeah. And he, so he hasn't gotten to the point where like he's definitely better now. Um. But for a year, like would I bank on the talent and the upside potential that I believe he has? Yeah, I absolutely would. Number eight, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's oh still he's still believing.
4: That's going to be very fun. Aaron Rodgers, this too. and then number nine, Dak Prescott. He says, think, what a roller coaster season for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Prescott played well when he returned from his week one injury, but obviously they fell short of the NFC Championship again. I'm intrigued to see what happens when Mike McCarthy replaces Kellen Moore as the play caller. Could mean big things for Prescott and the entire offense. And then rounding out his top 10 was Geno Smith. Okay, stop. But you know what's interesting here? He has at number 17, Brock Purdy. At number 18, Kyler Murray. He has Murray all the way back at 18.
2: Kyler's gonna be so Kyler Lamar, Dak are going to be very interesting to see where they are on these lists. I mean, let me ask you the same question, Kyler Murray versus Dak Prescott yeah. right now. Dak. Like, uh, Kyler Dak. has better Dak. ability, in my opinion. He just needs to be six inches
3: taller. Oh. oh, I mean, he does. I don't care about the height. I don't care about that at all. I mean, you could, you either make decisions or you don't. Uh, Kyler, Kyler's problem may be that he doesn't make good decisions because he doesn't study. And then the uh, the final quick ranking
4: from The Ringer. This is where Steven Ruiz finished ranking the quarterbacks for the so end of Dak the year. So Dak was
2: what number on Nine. Castles? Nine. Nine. All right. And that, at the, we all agree it's a fair spot for him? Yeah. Ish. I could yeah. get him as high as six. It's funny you say that. I could oh, get him as high as six. He's in the, I mean, Cousins, Kyler, uh, Toppy's boy Goff. He's better than Cousins. Carr. He's better than Kyler.
4: Here is the uh the ranking from the ringer. Number one, Lawrence, Pat- number one, Patrick Mahomes, number two, Justin Herbert, mm. number three, Joe Burrow, number four, Josh Allen, number five, Lamar Jackson. They're still buying in on Lamar really hard. And then number six, Dak. Prescott. And he says Dak Prescott is forever underrated despite being constantly under the spotlight as the Cowboys quarterback. Prescott has quietly developed into one of the NFL's most cerebral passers. It's as if the football gods decided that the league couldn't go on without Phillip Rivers and selected Dak to carry on the mantle, even throwing in a shoulder injury to rob him of some of his arm strength. That hasn't stopped him from making tricky throws downfield though. And if Prescott's shoulder's a little stronger now than uh, that he's a year removed from rehabbing the injury, he could be in for a monster season.
2: All these guys are going to move up too because Brady's gone. Uh, And it's going to, you know, where are you going to put Aaron Rodgers on the list? So the athletic having rain Dakota, the highest up there. So everyone is totally in agreement that Burrow is better than Allen. I'm saying slash asking you two as well. Yeah, yeah, right now.
3: Right now.
4: Yeah, probably. Burrow above Allen right now. Okay.
2: And and I think he will probably age better than Allen. With the running. Yeah. Josh gets beat up. Very physical. All right, uh, final hour on a Tolo Tuesday. Zach Wolchuk is going to join us from Surprise, Arizona with our Rangers coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Good. Dang it. You suck. You were tossing it. I looked oh, down. I just Jesus. remember I used to text Eric. Good job, Peyton. Peyton, from now on, that's you. Let's All right. If we're, someone's going to get free tater tots on this show and, <laughs> and, and uh, Chicago dog. It's going to be Yo, you. Final hour. What the rest of the league thinks about Kyrie actually staying here and was Jason Kidd really trying to call out Luca An NBA Insider has the answer next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.